You're listening to Win Workers Independent News, a production of Diversified Media Enterprises. For Win, I'm Joanne Powers. Following last week's narrow defeat of a unionization drive, the Korean-owned Kumo Tire Plant in Macon, Georgia, has fired Mario Smith, one of the leaders, in the push to form a union. The United Steelworkers have filed an unfair labor practice charge with the National Labor Relations Board challenging the firing. USW Organizing Director Maria Soma sees Smith's firing as a continuation of the company's union-busting intimidation campaign. Mario was very outspoken in support of the union and spoke to many of his co-workers about what he believed to be the benefits. And as a direct result of that, the company targeted him specifically for illegal termination post-election. So my first feeling is one of sorrow for Mario. The second one is of outrage against the company for continuing to union bust. Soma says they will continue to fight to protect workers at the plant. If an employer is going after a worker, even after an election drive, we will protect those workers for as long as we need to for standing up for their legal rights to form a union. We believe that we lost that election due to the employer's illegal behavior. We had a supermajority of support going into it and only lost support as the employer performed psychological warfare on these workers by forcing them into captive audience meetings for one to two hours every single day, every single shift, making threats against the plant, the business, and individual workers. A recent study from the Economic Policy Institute finds that while municipal governments are increasingly trying to pass labor and employment improvements, more conservative state governments are pushing them back down. Since the beginning of 2016, 15 states have passed 28 laws preempting local labor standards on everything from minimum wage to paid leave, fair scheduling, prevailing wages, and project labor agreements. Marnie Van Wilpert is Associate Labor Counsel with EPI. We've seen conservative corporate-backed lobbying groups such as ALEC, the American Legislative Exchange Council, really start pushing this again in 2013 with its Model Living Wage Preemption Act to prevent any municipality from raising the minimum wage. We're seeing it really skyrocket. So it is a bit ironic that once local control actually starts to take hold, conservative forces are now trying to crush it. In August, the state of Missouri dropped the minimum wage in St. Louis from $10 an hour back down to $7.70. Fight for 15 were some of the biggest backers of raising the minimum wage in St. Louis, and they were successful. They won. But then the state government took it all away. And so if workers who want to do grassroots campaigns on the ground in these very conservative areas, their last hope is the cities. Now we're finding that that's being pulled out from under us. The NAACP has filed suit against the state of Alabama, citing racial animus when it shut down a minimum wage increase in the primarily black city of Birmingham. We're seeing this all throughout the country, that primarily white legislators from richer areas in the state are putting these preemption bills on the cities, which have a lot higher rates of poverty and more people of color. And so it's really a whole racial dynamic, too, that we have to see, an economic justice dynamic. You've been listening to WIN, Workers Independent News. For more information, visit workersindependentnews.com.